You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Hey everyone, it's Patrick. While it's classified as a movie review podcast, Hollywood and Vine is, at its core, a comedy. Two friends trying to make each other laugh while they talk about films. But just like every sitcom in the 80s had a very special episode, it's time for us to do the same. Remember when Tom Hanks played Michael J. Fox's alcoholic uncle on Family Ties? Tonight, Tim and I discuss the film Promising Young Woman, and I'm attaching this little intro for two reasons. First, this was not an easy episode to record based on the subject matter of the film. Tim and I have both said many times that a great movie can bring us to tears, but unless it was from laughing so hard that I teared up, I've never recorded a podcast that made me cry. This one came close. There were a lot of awkward pauses in this episode, and while I would normally edit all that out, I've decided to leave it all in this time so you can hear the discussion we had about this movie as it actually happened. Sometimes we just had to stop and think. Second, in just about every episode, Tim or I usually end up saying something to the effect of, if you haven't seen this movie, stop the podcast now and go watch it, because we're going to spoil it. I'm putting that message up front this week. If you have not seen Promising Young Woman, skip this episode until you've seen it. This is a film that every person needs to see, and it's a film I recommend seeing with as little prior knowledge as possible. Also, if this is your first time listening to Hollywood and Vine, I really don't suggest starting with this episode, as tonally it may not be the best representation of what we typically do here each week. Maybe go back to April of this year and start with Paddington. Anyway, you've been warned. Please enjoy our review of Promising Young Woman. Welcome to Hollywood and Vine, news, reviews, and occasional interviews about all the movies we're seeing, and a few that aren't. I'm Tim Beasley. And I'm Patrick. And tonight we're going to be taking a look at a promising new flick called Promising Young Woman. That we are. Patrick just slammed some booze. I like that. Slamming that to kill you. <sighs> Five hour energy, sir. It won't kill me, but it'll keep me awake. Getting that demon juice up in you. Chasing it with some iced tea. I was gonna I'm say, what is that party animal over here? It's um, it's very clear. It's it's, it's very weak iced tea. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you drinking Flint water? What's going on? Yeah, pretty much. That's about the color. <laughs> That's so inappropriate. But <laughs> they still don't have clean water. That's not yes. what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk no, about not. promising young woman. Did you finally watch it? I finally God, watched I hope it. so. <laughs> You're like, no, tell me about it. I'm like, fuck. I'm so excited I finally got to see this movie. Yeah. I kept hearing about it and hearing about it, and um, I heard buzz about it, and yet I never heard about what the film was actually about. I think you were the one that, that finally told me what it was about. And then I looked into it. I'm like, Carrie Mulligan's in this? How do I not know about this movie? But like we talked about, it was, oh, you want to see it? You want to pay 20 bucks to see it? Like, yeah. Uh, not to rent. Yeah, it's really, it's it was really hard for me to pull that trigger. Yeah. And so I didn't. So I waited until it was, I think it was $3.99 or 5 I think it was $5.99. And I was like, 
Yeah. I'm fine with that. It That's probably like, dropped out of that uh, that window of like when it would have been in theaters. Yeah. And we want to capitalize on how much we would have gotten if you'd gone to the theater. It had already been nominated for the Oscars. So. Right. Yeah. Same. It got nominated. And at that point, I'm like, I'm still not going to pay 20 bucks to, to rent this. But everything I'm hearing makes it sound great. And. I like the actress, so I'll pay twenty bucks to own it, so I can watch it more than once. So at that sure. point, I was just I was at Target, and I'm like, I'll just buy this. Why not treat myself? Treat yourself. And I'm glad I knew very little about the movie going in, because it took some twists and turns. Hell yeah. Well, and see, the movie that I got right, or the the synopsis that I got ahead of time was. Something happened in college to her friend. Mm -hmm. She dropped out because of it. And then she essentially goes around and pretends to be drunk to get guys to take her home. And then she fucks with them. Now, I was not, I was curious if she was going to be murdering them. Right. Or if she was going to be just hurting them. Or if she was going to take compromising video or photo or audio or something like that. She's going to be blackmailing these guys. Like, I was really curious to see what that level was. Now, I had also watched a, of course, I do. I do this stupid shit where I was like, I want to I I know a little more because I don't want to pay $20, but I want to know a little bit more about the story. Right. So I watched an interview with uh, with uh, Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, and the, uh, I believe she wrote it, right? Yeah, writer, co-producer, and director, uh, Emerald Fennell. And I, I love Bo Burnham. So I was like, oh, cool. He's in this too. Like, I didn't even know that, right? And then it was talking to them about the you know, fact that they get kind of like in a relationship in the movie and how they kind of play off one another. And they play the clip, the the first clip when he comes into the coffee shop and they have that great banter back and forth. And then he's like, you could totally spit my coffee. And then she does it. What they didn't show in that clip was then he drinking it. He drank like, it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And that, but to me, that just, that solidified their relationship. I'm like, Okay, I'm going to really enjoy watching them together because they're both fucking awkward. They're both weird. But you can tell they both just kind of want something real. They want they they kind of like each other and they want to see where it goes. Uh I knew even less about it going in. I I think at most I might have read cuz although I I I bought the movie, I bought the Blu-ray, I immediately uh added a digital copy to my collection so that I could just watch it from anywhere in the house. So I think the most that I actually read was the brief description that comes up on the TV before you press play. And I want to say I only read half of it and went, what are you doing? You don't know anything about this movie <laughs> and you're about to watch it. I don't need any more convincing. Don't read anything else. So um, like you, I didn't know how far she was going to take things when she had the guys take her home. And I was watching it going, is she going to murder him? Is she going to murder him? I think she's going to murder him. There's a couple parts where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. When she, you know, with the first guy, when she left, I was like, okay, I think I get what this is, you know, like, but up until that point, I'm like, she's going to murder him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When she's, when she's like laying on the uh, bed and he, he like starts to like go down on her and she's just like, I said, what are you doing? You're doing and then also when uh i don't know if it's the second time they show her doing this with a guy but it was with mclovin yeah 
He was the second guy, right? I believe he's the second guy that they yeah. show in the movie. That they show. She's definitely done it multiple times, but I had that same feeling then, like, oh shit, is she going to take it a step further? Is she going to murder him? Because that, yeah. that's the first time you actually got to see like the fight taking place in the apartment after he realizes that she wasn't drunk. Like, and I'm like, shit, like, is she going to escalate each time? Is she going to murder him? And then she didn't murder him. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But like the tension every single time I'm like, holy shit. Or, and then I started to think, is she going to get herself into a situation where the dude is going to try to murder her? Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, Uh, in between the first, that first iteration, right? Her first night out in the movie, like she, she kind of comes to, if you will. Right. She's like, what are you doing? And you see him freak out. And then it's her like, you know, walking down the road or walking home. I can't remember. But then she pulls out when she gets home, she pulls out that book. Yeah. Right. And then she grabs a pen and she draws a little hash in the book, like a hash mark. But you see how many she's pages had and pages, pages and pages and pages, right. and pages, but they're also color coded. They're different mm-hmm. colors. And so I was like, I think his was either blue or black. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, but then you see like red ones and stuff. And right. I was curious, like, oh shit, does she like kill some of them? Mm-hmm. Like are the red ones kills mm-hmm. and the blue ones are like, he pissed himself or he cried or, you know, like, mm-hmm. is she color coding these things? I thought, I thought that is, is this color coded or it's just like whatever pen I grab, you know? Yeah. But I also thought when I saw how many hash marks, I'm like, cause you don't know what happened to the guy. Right. You know, the first her walking down the street. When I saw that many hash marks, I'm like, okay, if she, if these are all murders, this movie is already going to be a little hard to believe that yes. some one person's got away with this many murders. I think she just left. Right. Well, and that's, that's why I was curious if like the like red ones or blue ones or something was like, sometimes she doesn't hurt him at all. Sometimes she beats him up. Sometimes she kills him. Like I was curious. Right. Then you see the next time after the McLovin thing where you get to see it fully play out. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she just basically grabs a pen and I'm like, God damn it. Okay. There's no color code. Like (laughs) there's no code to this. It's just whatever's in front of her. And she's just marking it down that, Hey, I did it again. And it's crazy how many times she did it. Mm-hmm. But then as the story progresses and you find out more about what happened and how long she's been doing it, right? it makes a lot more sense that this is something that happened in her like, what, late teens, early 20s? Right. Well, no, early early to mid 20s because it's med school. I don't know. Oh, right. Do, it was med school. You right. go through a full four years and then three years of med school. Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, they, so yeah, let's so call her 22, was... 23, sure. something around there. And she's 30 in the movie. Like she celebrates her 30th birthday in the right, movie. So it's like, okay. I was just about to ask if you remembered how old she was supposed to be, but then I remember that's right. Birthday party. So she's been at this for a while. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And, but man, that McLovin, <laughs> I know he's got a real name, but I love that we called him McLovin. I like the idea that he continued on and that's McLovin. Cause that movie also takes place in LA. Oh yeah. That so imagine if that's McLovin at at, at 30. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But the the way they progress and I man, I cringed at that cuz I'm like you know this happens. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been that guy. I refuse to be that guy. I hate the idea of even being cons- like even for a slight second being conceived as that guy. Like I've missed out on so many shots. I've had girls literally tell me later on, like, yeah, I thought you were going to make a move. And I'm like, 
no, I'm not going to make a fucking move. Like, I want you need to tell me that shit. I don't trust the world right now. That kind of shit, you know? Like, I'm not going to be that guy. But I know that that guy, there's too many of that guy. And it scares me when I think about my young nieces, my my young mm-hmm. uh, little cousins. Like, they're at that college age where they're going out to, I mean, I literally, I see them on Snapchat going out to the yeah. club. And so I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, Please be safe. Please be safe. Please be safe. Like, because it's like you said. I I know you well enough to know you're not that guy. I hope you know me well enough to know I'm not that guy. Yeah, we both hate that. But we all know that guy. Even though, like, you know, people talk about guys that talk about that shit. I've never had any guy tell me that kind of thing. But we've all we we both probably know people that we just you kind of know they're that guy. Oh like, yeah. You know. And I don't mean in my group of friends, because I would not be friends with that guy. But no, you just you get that vibe from people that they would just have no problem going after oh, yeah. the drunk person. And I'm just like, oh, I, I mean, it's just disgusting. And to really watch it unfold and the the way that she uses his own words against him when she's talking to McLevin, he's like, you know, well, I thought you were drunk. And she's like, so. Yeah. <laughs> You were only interested in me when I was drunk. It's like, it's God. I mean, it was, it's the, the, one of the reasons I wanted to watch it is I heard it described on a podcast as like a movie that everyone needs to watch. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think one, one host was like, Oh, I heard this is a movie that like every man needs to watch. And they were like, well, yes, but honestly, every person needs to see this movie. And that's why in the end, I'm like, I just need to go buy this. I'm tired of waiting. You know, I, I want to see what the buzz is about. And I also don't want it spoiled. And once I knew Carrie Mulligan was in it, I like her. I've liked her in everything I've seen her in. So I was like, this will be worth my money because I would have gone to see this in the theaters. That would have cost me 20 bucks. I'll put down 20 bucks for it as long as I can own it and watch again. I, as we've discussed too many times, I don't want to I don't want to pay 20 bucks for rental. At least yeah. if I pay 20 bucks to see a movie in a the theater, I'm getting the theater experience the experience. Exactly. The, you know, the chair, the idea to be able to block out the world for two hours and really focus on a movie like I can't do at home. All of that. So it's like for for that price, I want to be able to watch this again if it's as good as everyone is saying it is. And 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 I will see it again. It's um it's not an easy watch. It's not something you're gonna throw on every week and be like, oh, I feel like watching this movie again. But I, I no. think for the performances alone, it's like I definitely will watch this movie again. But uh and so I'm glad I own it. It's not one of those ones that I, I buy and, and watch once and go, that was great, but I never want to see it again. Sure. You know? It's to your point when you're saying like you've heard everyone should watch this. I absolutely agree because whether or not like to your point, I don't think I have anyone in my friend group. I don't think I've ever had anyone in my close friend group. That is this guy is McLovin or is one of these guys that would be considered like at the, the very beginning, it, you know, opens up in a bar and, and the two guys, like three guys are talking and then the, the nice guy, like the guys are right. basically talking about how they could go and like more or less raper right now. And nobody would right. know. And then the nice guy's like, no, come on. But then he takes her, like, they're in the car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he's kind of looking at her like, I could probably get away with this. Like, yeah. she's so drunk, she doesn't know where she's going. And my place is right around the corner. Let's go to my place. And you see the you see the Uber driver look back mm-hmm. and kind of like, I probably shouldn't let this happen. But he's not going to step in the way. Right. It's, it's yeah. one of those things where how many people saw her drunk at the bar and did nothing. Right. 
How many people right. saw a sober guy pick her up at the bar and did nothing? And did nothing. How many people saw her get into a car, boom, barely stand, mm-hmm. did nothing? The Uber drive Uber driver overheard the fact that they don't know each other. Yep. And now he's going to change the direction and go to his place. Does nothing. And then it's just like, I don't think I have that guy, but we've all probably been somewhere where we got that vibe or we literally saw it and we didn't do anything. Because mm-hmm. I know I've been at parties where I've seen the drunk girl go off with the guy or I've been at the bar where the drunk chick you know, is just being hit on left and right. And she doesn't know where she's at and her friends are maybe paying attention. Maybe not. And it's like, what happens? Like I don't stay around to see the end of it, but what could have happened? Like mm-hmm. how many times could something like this have happened right under my nose? It's, it's creepy to think about that. Yeah. And then when you take in the context, if you have, like I have late teen, early twenties cousins and nieces mm-hmm. that I'm like, fuck, like, I hope this doesn't ever happen to you. I hope you're being safer and sounder and you're surrounded by people that will watch out for you. Yeah. It's a scary thought. And the way I think what's also more impactful, like I don't want to go straight to the end and and skip to the, the mean potatoes, but like what she does and what she progresses through, right? Like every aspect of this movie, I kind of look at it as like, it takes multiple turns, right? There's multiple avenues of this movie. Every single one is like, it's so goddamn realistic. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all heard stories. I'm sure we all could relate in one way or another. And it's, it's kind of sad, but you know, her friend gets raped in college and nobody does anything about it. Yep. You know, security doesn't do anything about it. Police don't do anything about it. The school administration try to sweep it under the rug. Oh, boys will be boys kind of shit. Oh, we don't want to ruin I love it. I love Alfred Molina in this movie. Yeah. The plays a defense lawyer who basically pressured the girl into dropping the case. That scene, probably the closest in the movie I've come to crying. And I usually cry. I'm a crier. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. say it all the time. Probably the closest I came to crying was like watching Alfred Molina just kind of give his performance. Yeah. Insane. The only, the only person in the film that, that, had any remorse any remorse it's powerful absolutely and the fact that it was what you know five seven years later something like that yeah and he knew exactly why she was there Mm -hmm. well i got the feeling that he he and i'd have to watch it again to see if i I read this right but i kind of got the feeling that he's got remorse because this wasn't the only only one case like this that he took and it, it built up over the years you know mm-hmm. and then it, that's that's the reason he's the only person that has any kind of perspective on what he's done and can't undo it and but yet he's he's had the time to reflect yeah and realize how complicity is in in all of this um and i was glad that they included one person who had remorse but you still don't, you don't leave there liking him. Like he's not no. redeemed. You're just like, yeah, everybody is complicit. Everybody. I mean, and it was, it was, um, I liked the choice that they had the, um, was it the Dean of the school? I don't know. I don't remember what her role was at the school. Uh, yeah, she's the Dean. I don't know if she yeah. was the Dean back then, but she's like the Dean now. Right. 
but but they chose to have the dean be a female so it's not just yeah. you know it's not just men looking out for boys it's just everybody is pulling this like like you said boys will be boys and we don't want to ruin this young man's future because of a mistake he made it's like that's that's a little more than a mistake yeah and just no uh not a care in the world for for the girl and what this what this will do to her it it's just it's the whole thing just heart-wrenching well and and to me it's it's not like she doesn't play that off as a mistake she says that but she know she knew full well what she was yes. doing the dean yeah. because when when cassie basically says like you know picked up your daughter and she's in one of the rooms, you know, mm-hmm. with those same boys and they were drinking a fifth of vodka or whatever she says. Yeah. Right. It's like, it immediately hits her of like, I have to get my daughter out of there. Yeah. So clearly and, and she knows. Yeah. She knows exactly what could happen, which means it's probably been happening since then. It's been five to seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's call it seven years. I don't know exactly. Sure. But it's been, it's been seven years since this happened she for sure has had to deal with this before. If she immediately has that visceral of a reaction, mm-hmm. that's even worse. Mm-hmm. That's even worse than if it was a one-off that you do happen to remember, right? That that it's the one mistake you made in your career that you're guilt-ridden by or that when it's brought up, you break down. Like, you didn't give a shit a second ago. But when I put your daughter in that situation, everything came rushing in and you knew exactly what could happen to her because you've let it happen to how many girls in the past. Mm -hmm. I did not see that coming. Like when she was, I was like, who is this chick? Who's this little girl that she's picking up, you know? Yeah. And then she goes to see the Dean and it just starts building. Like, Oh my God. She's got such an amazing revenge plan in here. Like Mm -hmm. she put together so many little facets. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I had no idea who the girl was going to be, but it was clear that she was essentially taking her, her game to a, an all new level instead of just targeting strangers in a bars every night of saying, okay, yeah. I'm going to start dismantling all of this. Well, she had already, she had already done the first piece, right? With the, uh, so friend from college. She, she's been doing her thing at night, fucking with guys, messing with them. Right. right? right. And then when when Bo Burnham comes in, he brings up that, that a guy friends, named Al. Still friends with it, right? Yeah, and Al but, is but the guy who I mean raped his friend. Before she goes to the to dean, the dean, she had already done the first piece with the college the, friend. Yes, with the girl. She lures right? the okay. yeah. the other college friend who never believed him and talked shit behind their back and stuff. Right, gets her like wasted, and then has more or less a guy pick her up and take her to a room. And she tells her later on that nothing happened. We don't really know that, but let's assume on the air of like, she's not going to rape another woman. Right. It seemed to me. It's just to fuck with her mind. That it was all mind games because otherwise when like when she says, no, I didn't actually do that to your daughter with the Dean. Yeah. Like, you know, it seemed because I wondered that too. I'm like, holy shit, how far did she take this? And it's like, okay, she's just getting in people's heads. That's, I think that's what we're meant to believe. So yeah. Um, Ooh. And, and I believe the lawyer was third, right? Yeah, the lawyer was third. The lawyer yeah. was third. Before she gets to the the big one, right? I'd um, say the big two. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, because after she confronts the lawyer, that's when she goes to Nina's mom and they have that heart to heart on the porch. Right. And she's like, you just got to, you know, Nina's gone. You got to let it go. You got to move right. on with your life. Like Nina would want you to live. Yeah. She wouldn't want you like wallowing in this sadness. And so she kind of like lets go and gives up her revenge and goes and you know falls in love with Bo Burnham and you see them going on right. dates and doing new right. things and that's when he meets their parents and it's all that weird awkwardness. Yep. And then that's when the the college friend comes back around and brings the and it was like I need to know what happened and she's like nothing happened. Okay, give her peace of mind because she's done with that revenge. She was yep. never going to answer those phone calls. Mm-hmm. but now she's given up her revenge plot because she's just like, I'm just going to live in the moment. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to yep. choose to be happy. Okay, I'll let you off the hook now. But then her friend shows her a video that was taken at the party. And then craziness ensues. Yeah. I uh, I don't want to be like, oh, I totally saw the ending coming. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. Like, there, there's two ways they could have gone with, what's the guy's name? I'm sorry, Bo. Bo Burnham? Burnham. There's, a there's two ways they could. That's why I know the name. I didn't realize it. Got so Bo I felt, Burnham, Burnham. I felt like there were two ways they could have gone with the Bo Burnham's character. And one was what ended up happening that the fact that he knew and was in like the friend. I don't want to say friends because he made it sound like he's in my friend group. But then towards the end you see that he went to the wedding like he's friends with the guy like, he's friends it with seems the guy. like he played it down in the beginning but um i was like either this is just their the convenient way of her finding out that this guy is back because didn't he they say he left the country for a while was he yeah practicing and yeah right, so, al yeah he left and he has yeah a, a new fiance so, and she's blah blah yeah so one version of the story, because I was, you know, when I'm sitting there trying to figure out how, how is this going to go down, one yeah, version where they is, going with this? Uh, because I was like, I don't like the fact that this guy knows him, that that could be very bad. It also could have turned out that it's like, okay, well, that was our convenient way for her to find out that this person's even here. And the end of the story is she has to choose between revenge or, you know, happiness, right? Yeah. That could be the whole story. And and, and you, you don't ever get the feeling in this movie that it's going to have a happy ending. I don't think you can write a story uh, about this this subject matter and have it all work out in the end. You know, like when she talks to the mom and she says, let it go, the, the end of the story can't just be, and so I did just forget all about it and everything yeah. was fine. Because mm, what's the message of that movie, you know? So so I thought, okay, that could be put one possible ending, that it is, it is literally, like, this is her opportunity to move on with her life and she chooses not to and, and loses the opportunity to be happy. But I'm just like... I, I'm really concerned with the fact that he knows this guy. And I didn't think about the fact that a video could surface. I mean, I think I thought about it at one point, but you know, sometimes when you're watching a movie and it's like, Oh, this thing took place many years ago. You, you don't think like you go like, well, no, weren't cell phones then but man i've i kind of forget how long we've had cell phones and cameras right yeah because <laughs> there was a period of time where if they if you watched a movie and it was like well five this happened five years ago you'd know like well there's no way anybody could have recorded it then but we're way past that now yeah and i, I forget I, iphones you know? were a thing yeah it's hard to, it's hard to believe or the fact that you know 
someone would still have the video. But I think she even said, like, she keeps her old phones or something. You know, they, yeah, she keeps they her explained old phones. It away. So as soon as the friend showed up, the friend in quotes, the other girl showed up with the phone. And I, I, at that point, I was like, yep, it's all over. He's she's going to see him in it. There's no way that see, she I gets didn't a video. I didn't really think that was going to happen, but I did not see the video coming. Cause to your point, I, I, it was not connecting to me that someone yeah. would have a video and no one would know about it. Right. Because what, what I was trying to figure out is like, Oh, what if he, cause when, when he said he, when, once you kind of know what happened, I was like, I don't like the fact that this guy is friends with, with the rapist. Like, is it going to turn out that he was in on it? And I was like, how yeah. logically would we get there without him just admitting it? Like telling her, Yeah. I was like, I don't know how we would get there. And then as soon as there was a video, I'm like, Oh shit. Oh shit. It's about like, you thought it already gotten real. It's about to get really real. Like, Oh, uh. that again, brought it back where, where it hits home so much of like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be the one raping a girl to be a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the one that, that, you know, it's the bystander that the bystander. could stop all these things from happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I even figured when there was a video, I'm like, uh, and I, I bet you in the video he's I don't want to say just a bystander. I don't want to use the word just, but I want to I, I want to I'm gonna assume like I kind of felt like he's gonna be a bystander. The fact is he knew. He knew this whole time. Uh, and everybody played this thing like, oh yeah, I kinda remember that girl. Like And then to find out the video got passed around and everybody treated just it like it say was that. a joke. And I'm like, it's just so sickening. Everything about it was so sickening. And yet the movie felt and is so incredibly realistic. Yep. The only thing that was unrealistic up until the point where we're at in the story was the decor in her parents' house. Like, how the fuck does a house like that exist? <laughs> That's just gross. Pink carpet? Come on. What's going on here? Uh, I bet you could find a house like that if you tried it. Oh, I'm, I guarantee you we could. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where I have to make a joke because it's so uncomfortable. But that's no, I was I, literally I watching. I'm like Jesus, like this, this is real. Like this is a documentary almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the crazy part too. We skipped over a little bit, going back a couple a couple beats. Like when she, she's dating Bo. I forget his real name or his name in the movie. His character yeah, name. I, I'm I calling Bo. Anybody's name. She's dating Bo Burnham, <laughs> and then she kind of like bails on a date. And then he right. runs into her when she's taking out the same guy that was at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or I should say one of the guys that was at the start of the movie. Yep. And it, it causes a whole, you know, animosity and drift and, and issue there, right? And you lied to me and what's going on. And basically, like, oh, so you're lying to me and you're picking up dudes? Like, what? But she can't tell them her exactly. the truth. Yep. So she's got to, like, fall back on, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. And she apologizes later on. But when she tells the the dude in the fedora, like, you know, he realizes who she is. You're the guy, you're the chick that, you know, fucked with home, my friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, and think about it. Like, I'm not the only one out there doing this. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not even close to being the mean one. Like, like the way, I think she made like a hand signal or she maybe even said something. Like, there are girls out there that when you do this and you try something, they chop your dick off. Right, right. I was like, holy shit. Okay. And the fact that she knew about it, it's like, is there a network? Is there a club? Do they have decoder rings? Like, 
What's going on? Do they meet? Do they plan this? Do they coordinate bars and attacks and stuff like that? And that should be a real awakening call for, for guys out there that are doing this kind of shit of like, you, you never know, man. Like, don't, don't, don't be that guy. Cause you might get murdered by a woman, dude. Like it's just, it was, I thought that was really interesting yet creepy and a, a weird turn of events. Right. Like every what eight to 12 minutes, there's a different spin in this movie, man. Yeah. It, yeah, it just really snakes. Is. It, it, it creeps along and you think it's going one way and then bam, they smack you with a, you know, they smack you into a corner and then you feel like you're getting back on, you know what's going on and then bam, they hit you again. Yep. And I, I did like the fact that they included that where, um, Sam Richardson, that's his guy. That's this guy's name. He was, I think he was on beep. The guy with the fedora that does figure out that he's seen her before. Because when they showed, yeah, when they showed that many hash marks in her book, I was like, how has she not been figured out? And then I was like, when that happened, I'm like, oh, maybe she has. And you just walk away. Like, what are they going to do? Right. So I was glad that 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 was also addressed because that was a lot of hash marks. She clearly hasn't just started that. And, And obviously you go, okay, well, that's because there's that many creeps. Right. But to... There's only, but there's only so many bars and <laughs> they've all got regulars. So I was thinking that when I saw that, I was like, okay, now that I know what she's up to, how is, you know, what, ha- or, or at least what happens when someone recognizes her or mm-hmm. runs into the same dude. So I was glad that was in there. Um, man. Cause it, it again, made the story realistic. You know, it didn't make anything so like fantastical or far-fetched that she always gets away with this for, for years and years and years. Like, of course, you're going to eventually run into somebody that already knows. And she knew exactly what to say to him that he wasn't going to do anything about it. He just yeah. want to get the hell out of there. Ooh. Well, and I think about it. Obviously, they if they were to do something they're absolutely doing something illegal. Is she doing anything illegal? Exactly. I don't think so. Mm. Pretending to be intoxicated and then essentially lecturing someone out of fear. Like maybe you could say, I don't know, assault. I I don't know. Like how do you bring, what do you, who's going to press charges against her? Hey, I was trying to finger fuck her, and because I thought she was drunk, and right. then she she yelled it at turns me. Turns out she wasn't drunk, and she yeah, she yelled at me. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Who's gonna go to the cops at that point? Mm-hmm. Now, the if the other if her story is real, and there are other women out there doing it, and they are hurting men who are, that's a different story. But I, what I took from that was the fact that she, if it's real, she knew about it. That was crazy to me. In the trailer, they do show her in the nurse's outfit and the crazy hair and shit. And I was like, okay. When we realize that she, when she goes and she confronts Bo Burnham and she basically shows him the tape and he's like, fuck. And he's like, you know, I don't even remember it or whatever. He's making up excuses. Then she shows him the tape and he's like, fuck, please forgive me. Please forgive me. You got to forgive me. She's just like, kiss my ass you know we're we're done yeah. this is never gonna happen and she gets you know she basically threatens him or blackmails him like i'll release the video and it'll kiss everything that you have here goodbye mm-hmm. 
or you tell me where his bachelor party is. I'm like, okay, that's where the nurse's outfit comes in. That's right. where the final scene's happening. Did not call the ending of this movie at all. You're going to say you um, did, but you didn't. Don't lie to no, me. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just messing. I will say... Huzzah! No. Uh, I will say that I had a terrible feeling going into that. One one thing I was going to say is I'm glad I didn't see the trailer then because I would have been so confused by the, the nurse's outfit or, and all that that it doesn't fit into anything you've seen up until that point. I mean, I probably could have figured out that she went in something in disguise, but um, I'm glad that I wasn't spending that time trying to figure out where that's going to play in. You know, it's happy that I knew so little. When she, to me, that felt like we, okay, we've reached in the movie, the point of no return. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. Um, Cause I, I did not feel like this movie was going to have a happy ending. You could argue, okay, she got her revenge. Yes. But at what, you know, at what, at what, cost? what cost? And, and um, it, and every time once she got to the bachelor party, thinking about, I mean, even, even at the point that it looked like she was going to start cutting into him, you know, it's, it's like what you were saying. If there, if there are other people out there doing this and, and they are harming people. They're doing something illegal. At that point, I was like, if she survives this, I don't want to see her get arrested and go to jail for this. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I was hoping like if you live through this, don't cross a line that you then get arrested. Because then again, what's the message of the movie? That's what kept making me think like this is not going to end well for her. Something bad is going to happen. And well, it was so horrible. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I mean, honestly, it's hard for me to talk about the end of the movie. It's just. This is one of those movies you see and it stays with you. Yeah. You see the ending and and even though you know there's a reason it was written this way, it's the message that they're trying to get across. God damn it, I wanted it to end differently. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I watched this, you know, I have my, my TV in the front living room. I'm laying down watching it. You get to that scene and I'm sitting up, you know, I'm like... Mm-hmm on the edge of my seat, like what the fuck is about to happen? Cause to your point, like, so she walks in with a bottle of vodka and she pours it all in their mouths and takes them upstairs. And when she starts talking about it, like, Oh, the, the drugs have kicked in by now. They're like, they're passed out. Yep. I was like, damn, she drugged everyone with that bottle of vodka. That's fucking amazing. She's about to kill this dude. Yeah. Like that's well, where I, I thought was it was like, going. I, I would, well, I, I started to think, I hope to God she didn't kill everyone at the party. Right. That that's, bit much not obviously i don't want anyone to die but if she's going for revenge she murders an entire cabin full of people because my other thought was how how does she get out of this if she like starts cutting into the guy like there's plenty of people that or even if she kills the guy she's not getting away because there's so many people that could id her if she only drugged them right there's just so much well i I just if she gave him like ghb maybe it'll fuck with the see where i thought she was going i thought she was when when she basically knocked everyone out She's got Al tied up and you know, literally handcuffed to the bed. I thought she was going to torture him and then kill him and then walk out of there. And like, nobody was going to remember and they're going to like approach Bo cause he wasn't at it. And why didn't you go? Oh, I had work. And then he realizes that she killed him, but he's not going to yeah. say anything. Cause if she does, then his shit comes out. Right. So I was like, yeah, okay. She's going to kill this dude and get away with it. And then she's going to have her ultimate revenge. 
Then it takes that. I wasn't paying attention and the 12 minute mark and it took that turn, dude. And mm-hmm. I was like, God, yeah, you're like, damn, oh, wait, how many minutes has it been since we've, we've, we made a turn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when did oh, I see her in the wig first? Oh, we're screwed. Something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it is, it is that. Those are the kinds of scenes. Cause there's no cuts there. Yeah. Those are the kinds of scenes that I go my hat off to the, to the, to the actors. Cause I don't know how they did that. And it's very, it's a very intense scene. Mm. Spoilers. Al gets free as he's being cut into and suffocates her to death. And that was, and here's the thing. I was watching that and I thought, I thought what I thought was going to happen. I I, I was pretty much made up my mind that she was about to die. And I thought it was going to be in the struggle. He accidentally kills her. Yeah. You know, like, knocks her off the bed and she breaks her neck or something, but it goes I, can't, on. I can't even think about it right now. It, it, it goes on. It, it's uh yeah, it really got to me like that scene, but it's awful. And the next morning, like I've me and my best friend have joked around about this kind of stuff. Like if you watch the, not that kind of stuff, but like if you watch the, the town with Ben Affleck and right. Jeremy Renner, right. right. It's like, I need you to come with me. Uh, I need you to tell me do something. You can't ask any questions. People, you can't ask any questions. Yeah, you can never ask any questions. I know he's. What does he say? He says we're gonna go hurt some people. I need your help. We're gonna go hurt some people, and you can never ask me why. Whose car we? Yeah, you can never ask me why. And and then he says, yeah, I have one question: whose car we taking? Yeah, yeah. And me and me and my friend have made that joke. Like we've we've known each other for twenty seven years at this point, or whatever. Like we're brothers. If if I ever need you. Like that, you're gonna jump in. You're gonna get your hands dirty. Like when you say like that, you mean the town, not this movie. Well, yes, I, we specifically mean that. Of like, if I need you to do something, you and I, I give you that kind of sincerity and that kind of seriousness. You're not gonna ask questions. You're gonna do it. That was crazy to actually kind of like see it. I'm like, hmm, I don't think I have the balls to do that. Like, I think I'd have some questions. <laughs> like, well, I don't think my so friend could actually ask me that. Schmidt, what's you ever watch new, new Girl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He was just so like nonchalant about it. Like, no, it's, you didn't do anything wrong. It's no problem. Yeah. We'll get rid of the body. No big deal. Yeah. Fuck. How many girls have you killed before, bro? Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you not having any kind of reaction? (laughs) Yeah. He, cause he, he kind of went from, oh, you're just screwing with me. She's not dead. She's not dead to, okay, so we're going to go burn the body. I mean, I'll say his, his reaction was kind of funny. Like the way he recoiled and like moved, it was like it, I thought I was watching Schmidt. You know, yeah. I just yeah. can't. I can't look at him and not see Schmidt. Not see Schmidt. Exactly. So he's like, "What the fuck? Why is she dead?" And I'm like, "Why is she? Who asked that question?" Like it was just. I know it's not funny to laugh at death, but it was kind of funny. But then it's it, just the, the portrayal. Like yes, not the context, but just the he's playing the, such a, the physical such a reaction bag that he yes. played it in such a way that. And then he like cradles his friend. You know, it's okay. You didn't do anything, Big Papa Bear. Like, we'll get rid of this. Like, we just got to get rid of the body before everybody leaves. It's like, what? Why are you so calm, cool, and collected right now? Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then the true revenge scene. The true revenge. Which I read uh, after the fact, not before. I didn't read. I watched that one interview and realized I I can't, I can't watch anything. I got to just watch the movie. Like, if I start going down this rabbit hole, it's going to spoil something. Like I didn't think an interview because it was like interviewing about the 
the process of working together because because Emerald Fennel was getting like a bunch of hype about it, right? Because she mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she wrote and directed, and then she's getting other jobs, and it was like her her career is starting to snowball in a positive way, right? So right. I wanted to see what she had to say about writing this movie. Then I almost I feel like I, I got really close to spoiler territory, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pull back. But after the fact, I read that she had planned essentially for that to be the ending. Like they burn the body and credits and that's it. Oh shit. Yeah. And the, the, like the producers and the investors or someone at the production company is like, that's just too fucking dark. Like you gotta do something else. So then she wrote in the revenge scene, which is crazy to me that you rate You wrote an amazing script and then someone went like, you got to add on to the end. And she wrote an even better ending. It's like, God damn, I wish I was that creative, man. Because that ending is insane. Yeah. Like to have all that planned out and set up and know that you're essentially, you could be walking into your last days. You might not make it out of here. And I'm curious, like there's a little part of me that's like, did she plan that? Like, did she actually plan to die? Like, was yeah, seeing that, that was video, thing. the pushing point, like the breaking point where she's like, I'm good. I'm just going to go take these assholes down and then I can go be with my friend. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she had prepared for the worst yeah. by, you know, making arrangements with the with the lawyer. But like you said, I, the question is... Not was that what she wanted, but like she went in, she went in there not just uh, like afraid that this is one possible outcome. I might not make it out, but kind of like knowing this is what's going to happen. It's hard to say. What? Yeah. God. Or being okay with it at the very least. Yeah. Like as long as I set up these other steps, then if I, if I have to go out, at least I know I'm going to get my ultimate revenge. Hmm. Shit's crazy, man. Yeah. Great movie, but for like, not the reasons I normally give out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not the yeah. reasons I normally go. Hey, you should watch this movie. But I would definitely, if, 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 I would talk about this movie to certain people. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't a movie that I go like, you gotta watch this movie, man. It's fucking great. Like, I'd be like, hey, you want, you want to watch something like that'll kind of fuck with you. Like you want to watch something that's going to make you think Mm. like I'd have to give pre I'd have to give pretext to this movie. Yeah. I would not spoil anything, but I'd be like, no, you ready to watch a dark movie? Yeah. I mean, I I think that I think, yeah, anyone that if I've talked to, if I talk to anyone that tells me they haven't seen it, I will a hundred percent say just, you need to go see it. Period. Now I might warn them that like you said, no spoilers, but let them know what they're getting into, but not in a way that would turn them off from seeing it. Like you've got to see it. you and I talked on another podcast where we talked about what we thought the best movie of last year was. And I had said then that I, th- I thought this was the best movie I, I saw, but for, for that purposes of that show, cause it was a light and fun show. We, I wanted to talk about tenant because yeah. we were keeping it light there. And that's not, eh, that's a, that was a, a, a 10 minute podcast and you can't, you can't talk about this movie in two minutes. You just can't. No. So that's why I added that, that kind of caveat to it. Like, okay, this was, 
I'm, I'm going to say Tenet, but but my answer is actually Promising Young Woman. Then let's talk about Tenet, because I also knew that we were going to come on this show where we can do a deep dive and talk about a movie for an hour. And I, this, hands down, the best movie I've seen in, in a very long time, not just last year. I mean, I well, when we're, we're going to get to Tenet eventually, and I will talk about that for an hour as well. I have so many things to, to say about that movie. And it also made me think, but these are two movies that I've watched and could not stop thinking about afterwards. Mm-hmm. But with Tenet, it's because it's it's not realistic and it's trying to figure it all out. It's like un- sure. like figuring out what did I just watch? This one, thinking about it because you know you just watched real life. Like you said, you're basically watching a documentary at this point. And that is what's so so much more disturbing about it you know sure. i can't i can't get this movie out of my head i will never you know this isn't a movie that you know sometimes we've talked and, and you're like hey have you ever seen this i'm like oh it sounds familiar i think i saw it and then i check my ticket subs i'm like oh yeah i saw that movie in theater i forgot mm-hmm. i saw it it was the one where they travel back in time and they have a backpack yeah, yeah that sounds familiar you ask me 20 years from now if i saw promising a woman i'll be able to tell you where i was when i saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like everything because it, it's like it just hell of a job it's a hell of a job this movie. so well and there are also some movies that that i feel like deserve to be watched at least once a year just to keep them fresh in your mind yes just to I keep agree. keep it updated and to your point I, I i absolutely agree and we will eventually cover tenant like tenant had me thinking through things and puzzled and going wait but, but the guy was running backwards but he was breathing huh. normal huh. like it's got me yeah. thinking about other things this movie you know, I, I get off the couch and I turn everything down and I'm going to bed and I'm kind of laying there and I'm like, have I been at a bar where I could have stopped this? Like all of a sudden my mind's thinking about like my nieces or my cousins or how many people does this happen to? Like it, it made me uncomfortable in a good way. You know, it made me think it's not like when, like I watch, I don't know if I believe in heaven and hell, right? That kind of stuff. But when I watch certain things about the devil, I get an innate fear in my heart. So maybe mm, there is, okay, I don't know, but it makes me think about things I don't like to think about. Right. right this right. had the same thing where I'm like, I don't really want to think about these things, but maybe these are questions you should be asking yourself on a regular basis. Like that's, that's storytelling at its finest. Mm-hmm. That's when you you elevate a movie to art, you know, to to yeah. something that needs to be watched, it needs to be seen. And it fucking sucks that this had to happen during the pandemic. Because this movie I think needed a much wider berth. It needed it needed a much wider release. It needed to be seen by more people. It yeah. still does. That was another thing when I'm like, "Man, you've got such a good movie on your hands. Why are you putting it behind such a high paywall?" Yeah. Like I just on the don't one hand, get you it. Know, you understand they need to make their money back, it, it, but but at the same time, I I wish that it was available free on streaming for like on, you know a paid streaming service. Obviously, you just don't get over free, but like on a Netflix or something, because it was in like the the zeitgeist. Like it was every it was the buzz. Everyone was talking about it, and it I hate the fact that by the time it is free to stream somewhere on either a Netflix or Hulu people will be done talking about it. Yeah. I, I, I wanted it to be, once I had seen it, I was like, damn, I wish this was a thing where you could tell someone, you need to go watch this movie. All right, where do I see it? We have Netflix. Most most people, not most people have Netflix, but most people 
that that we would talk to and recommend a movie to have Netflix, you know, and to say uh, just you can go watch on Netflix right now, not uh, OK, you can go on iTunes and purchase it for 20 bucks or you can go on Prime and rent it for for whatever. Just too many hoops go. You, you know, I wanted it to be a thing where people could just go press play. Because otherwise, people, the average person is going to do what we did or wait even longer, like at least in your case, you're like, OK, what you waited until the price dropped for rental. Most people are going to go, eh, why would I pay to rent something when I've got all this other stuff to watch for free? It's like, sure. you need to watch this. Well, so. when it gets nominated for five Academy Awards, how does Amazon not, not go like put out some marketing for it and go, we're going to yep. make it free for a week leading up to the Academy Awards or we're going to drop it to 99 cents. Like yep. it, it will garner at least some inflow of cash yep. that you weren't going to have before when you have that hype behind it. It's not like, what's another movie that, that was out that we talked about that's behind a paywall? Oh, Mr. Uh, Nobody, Mr. Nobody. Right. Like that thing's still fucking 1999. Yep. And I will wait for that eventually. I absolutely want to see that movie, but I am not going to pay 20 bucks to rent it. Mm-hmm. But if it was, a, it, it, it's got no fucking Academy Award nominations. I don't know if it has any right. nominations. This got five Academy Award nominations. How do you not try to get it out there? Get some buzz around it into the normal community. Take what the critics are saying and throw it out there. Like, I don't understand that. It finally dropped after for like three ninety nine. Yeah, it was either three ninety nine or five ninety nine. I think it was five ninety nine. Because there's another movie I forgot that I was gonna watch that's five ninety nine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. It's so think crazy that the that the services your your Amazon your iTunes. And and I don't even think they should have done it from the point of view of like, hey, this movie was nominated. I think that they should have come out and said this movie is is important enough that everyone should see it. We're gonna put it up for. 99 cents for a couple weeks or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if what role the studio has in that, if they can control the price being dropped, but even they should have said, we've got something really special on our hands here. Let's not, let's not worry so much about making our money back. Here's the thing. You drop the price, more people are going to see it. It's streaming. You're not selling a physical product that you need to make, you know, your cost of goods sold back on. <laughs> this yeah. is simply more eyes at a lower price you'll make the same amount of money put it out there for 99 cents for a couple weeks and market it as everyone needs to see this movie so we're making it available to everyone for a really reasonable price and sure do it limited so people say i I should watch this right now before it goes back up because i i do think it's it is something that everyone should see the two movies that made me think the most were this and tenet but but not everyone needs to see Tenet. That's for. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it, most people could handle that that exactly. level of science fiction and exactly. It's definitely tem- not for temporal everyone. temporal traversing of the world. You, you but, have to like a movie like that. Yeah. You know, to you have to like sci-fi. This is a movie that I don't care what your genre is. You should see it, and if you say, "Well, I don't like movies like that," well, you should still see it. Yeah. Like if you told me, well, I don't really like anything with time or I don't like Nolan, then I'd be like, all right, then don't watch Tenet. But if, if you, whatever reason you, someone could give me for not wanting to watch this movie, they should still watch it. I don't like Bo Barnum. He's a terrible comedian. Cool. He's an asshole in this movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> He's not even really an asshole. He turns out to be, but it, I really liked him in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's fucking Ooh. tall, apparently. Yeah, because it that's towered over her, and I, I wasn't sure how tall she is in real life. 
Sally Sparrow. It still throws me off that that's her. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I've, I forget well, that she's British. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think, I think the first thing I saw six her. 6'5". Was... He's 6'5". Ooh, no wonder he towered over her. You can't tell that when he's on stage. No, because, you know, typically if you're up there by yourself. <laughs> yeah. You have, no, you, have, you know, it's, no it's him and a keyboard. What were you going to say about her? Well, I think the first time I ever saw her in a movie, she was playing a British character. So I tend to think of her as British. But what I, what I was going to say as far as the Doctor Who connection is um, it's not often you see someone in a Doctor Who that you actually know from movies and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm sure for some people there is, but it's it's typically from the British pool of actors and I don't know them as well. So true. Sure. That was one when I saw her in that by the time I saw, especially since I, you know, caught up on the David Tennant years after they were already over. When I saw her in that, I absolutely already knew who she was. So it was kind of an anomaly to go like, hey, look, Carrie Mulligan's on Doctor Who. (laughs) I honestly, I'm thinking I'm looking, I'm like, I think she's played a lot of New Yorkers. So that's probably why. I th- I think of her as an Amer- as an American actress, but she is definitely not an American actress. Well, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I, the first film, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I, you don't get much I British, much more British than that, right? I don't think I saw that in 2005, though. I didn't see that till later. Um, I saw Public Enemies. But I honestly don't remember who she played in that. Because that's just Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I would... Oh, and I, I saw Brothers, but I also didn't see that till later. I think the first film I saw her in... Mm, not counting Public Enemies, because I wouldn't have known who she was and she wasn't the lead, is I saw in Education. and she, No, in Education, she was British in that. Uh, Alfred Molina plays her father. I recommend the movie. Um. should definitely check it out if you can i might be able to share it with you um there's some pieces of that are a little hard to watch too because she was like in her 20s when she made it but she plays a 16 year old that meets like an older guy that's yeah that's a con artist i don't know have you ever seen it or at least heard of it because that's the first she was nominated for for best actress for that too that was her first nomination but i saw it before she was nominated i think i just wandered into the indie theater and i'm like so okay what's playing i used to go to the indie theater like every I think Thursday or something back in the day. And then I'd go see the new releases on Friday before I switched to seeing them all. When they, when they started doing them on when they nine o'clock Thursday. on Thursdays, remember when you used <laughs> yeah. to have to, if you wanted to see them on Thursday, you had to go at midnight. Oh, I remember <laughs> and they went to midnight. nine o'clock and then they went to just like, nah, you just need to come on Thursday. This movie <laughs> yeah. opens tomorrow, but whatever time is fine. But yeah. for a time, but we're going to, we're going to claim it's a Friday opening. Yeah, exactly. But for a time I would go like the indie movies. I think it was like an Edwards that did, like double points on Thursdays. And then they had one that was specifically it's over in Irvine is their like their, their indie one. So I would just show up on Thursday nights and go, all right, what's playing? I've never heard of any of these movies, but why not? I'll see something different and I'll go <laughs> see the big blockbuster tomorrow. I'll see the Marvel movie tomorrow. So I went and saw an education without knowing anything about it. She's fantastic in it, but, and so I remember is really the... good in it too. He's, <laughs> he's always great. 
I remember from the the Great Gatsby with Leo. Oh yeah. When yep. And I remember watching maybe two or three years before that Entourage, where Vinny Chase is gonna play. Uh, I forget what. Uh, what's the other actor in not Gatsby, but the other one in the Great Gatsby, Nick Carraway. He's gonna play Nick Carraway against Leo in a Scorsese flick. And then years later, they made the fucking movie with Leo as, I was like, oh, the fuck? Okay, that's good shit. Sorry, just going down memory lane. It always made me kind of giggle. She's great. I She's not like my favorite actress, but this, this blew me away. She's mm-hmm. just fantastic in this, man. Well, yeah, then after, let me see, after I saw Education, so by the time I saw her in Drive, I knew who she was because I remembered her from Education, and I and Shame came out the same year. I saw that, saw The Great Gatsby, and then some of these are just British movies that I didn't know, like sound familiar, but they didn't get a wide release here. And by then, I'm probably going to the blockbusters on Thursdays instead of the indie films. So, um, but by the time I heard about this movie and realized she was in it, I'm like, I have, I've loved her in everything I've seen her in, especially Sally Sparrow. <laughs> Sally that's, Sparrow. That's the weeping angels right there. You know how much I love the weeping angels, but, um, and that's what sold me on it. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of buzz about the, about this movie. I need to see it. And then when I realized she was in, it, I'm like, I'm just going to go buy it. I've never seen a movie that I didn't like her in. So I bet you this is going to be great. And it was. Ah. Uh. It's fantastic for all the right and wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll make a second one? I'm kidding. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I think we'll end it on that terrible joke unless yeah. there's any other points I you want to so. make. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can come back from that. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, this is This is my pick of the year. Everyone needs to see this movie. It's a good pick. That's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Uh, feel free to drop us a line on Instagram. Let us know what we should review next and what you thought of this uh, episode at Hollywood and Vine Podcast. Or check uh, out our, our network, Radio Free Podcasting Network, on Instagram. And uh, let us know what we should review next. On behalf of Patrick over there. That's me. And myself, Tim. That's you. <laughs> We got in Chipper, man. We got. I we can't. Got, this movie. I know. I, I loved this movie, but man, I am, I am, sad all over again. Oh, well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. <laughs> go watch something new and go watch this fucking movie. Yeah, please. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. Thanks very much.